lags. Hello everyone. Thank you. I'm good. How are you? And by the way, it's Robots Rise. <laughs> we should say that more often. Yeah. Well, I don't know whether we should or not. It doesn't really make any difference. I think does if it? you clicked on it, you know it's Robots for Eyes because of the logo on the thing. Yeah. And it says Robots for Eyes. <laughs> so, to be honest, you probably didn't even have to ever say your name. No, I wouldn't imagine we need to. I think no. that was fine. That. I've got a bit of a croaky voice, but not, it's not croaky through illness. Isn't it's it? Drinking. I know maybe a little little few tots last night, maybe. Do you, were you out, were you? I had a, a couple of beers. I didn't have many, though. I didn't go out. I decided. I think I had about three beers, and that's it. I'd say I'm pretty good. But I, I was working yesterday. And I was oh, were you? Yeah, I was working in a house, which... Is it haunted? It's, it's just a shell, and it was about minus 50 yesterday. It was cold. And uh, it just was as cold inside than it was outside. In fact, it probably was colder. But like the only thing which, which gives it credit was it hammered it down all day yesterday. And I was Did, protect- didn't it? And I was protected from the rain. That's about it, really. So you're talking like completely gutted house. There was nothing. You were just nothing really. No central heating. No nothing. I mean, some of the stuff which was painted um, a week ago. Well, like last last week, we've gone back to and it's still wet. What? It's just not drying because it's minus fifty outside. Literally. Really? So, yeah. It takes that long, even in the cold. Yeah, yeah. If if it d- if it doesn't heat up or anything like that, because it's damp and it's just basically. Load of shit. It's um. So no one paints anything in the Arctic or the Antarctic because no it's no never dry. So I was just sort of going, hmm. Yeah, that's my interesting uh, day at work yesterday. So you had an interesting day at work, and then you were just <laughs> chilling at home, no booze, yeah. no nothing. No, well, I did have, like I say, about yeah. three bottles of beer, yeah. and that was about it. But was, I'm knackered. I'm working hard at the minute, so I'm knackered. What's need? Oh, what do you want for Christmas, by the way? I don't know. Nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't really want anything. So. Okay, uh, I'll get you a bottle of whiskey. Okay, you can get me a bottle of whiskey then. We'll just do a whiskey swap, a whiskey swap, or gin swap, or something like that. Gin, man, I don't know. Everyone loves gin too much. Mm. I'm not into it. We're about homemade gin. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm much. Yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> definitely. I just not. That I don't like gin. It's just that I don't really drink it that much. And when I do, it gives me a right <coughs> banging head. It's just one of them R- things. Like some people don't like cider. I stay away from it. I'm like that yeah. with gin. You're not a cider fan? No, I can drink cider. I'm fine with cider. Oh, yeah. yeah only f- only things which give me rough he- headaches <coughs> is uh, Peroni and Cronenberg. Really? Mm-hmm. You can drink spirits and you're fine? Um, most spirits, I can... Sambuca, I can seem to just, like, drink <laughs> and not feel rough at all next day. Yeah, that mutated your gene when you were about 15, 16. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, now I tend to be all right with, with shorts and stuff. As long, you know... If if I'm drinking it with a mixer or whatever, I'm I'm fine next day. I wake up fine. <sighs> no, not me. Sound like Barry White. Ah, uh, Um, January. I think we're going to do a month of murders because we mentioned that last episode. Yeah, and <coughs> it seems to be getting a good response from people. So technically, it'd be like nearly a month and a half of murders. Well, it will. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. January's yeah. going to be red <coughs> then, definitely. <coughs> I don't red, know ever. Red thi- Jan. Thing is, man, because a lot of these like these murder cases, they need like two parts. If we do two parts, we're only going to cover possibly two people. Or yeah, two, you're you not going to go into any detail on it, are you? Going to go like, yeah, like uh, Gary killed Fred. Yeah. And then Gary killed Jenny. And then Gary killed Fred again. And then it's, tr- <laughs> it's <laughs> tricky, man. It's like with this one that we'll do. And then Gary d- dug up Fred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then put him back in the ground again. <laughs> Not Dom really. Barrett, we've got to say hello to Dom. <laughs> All right, Dom. <coughs> How are you doing, mate? How are you doing? Dom lived in a haunted house. I'm sure he did at some point. Nice. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, yeah, man. Happy Christmas to you and the fam, mate. Uh, David Powers, another shout out. Strong muscle man. Strong muscle man. Yeah, he does um, world's strongest man. Uh, does it? Okay. Yeah, David, David Powers. Okay. Sounds like, he sounds like he's, he's usually in the top four. It's actually David Power. David Power, even better. It he's in the top two now. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone up. Okay, uh, Tamara Celeste Harrington. Ooh, she sounds like some sort of um, uh, someone high up in the Lords. Yeah, she's in the royal family. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Anderson. And Jennifer Anderson. She's she's a um, a lady motorcyclist. I thought she was in Friends. Was <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Jennifer Anderson. Justin Ray. Justin Ray. Um, he sounds like um, some sort of pop star. He does actually, doesn't he? Yeah, Justin Ray. Justin Ray. Welcome, yeah. Justin Ray. Wasn't he in like Backstreet Boys or something? Yeah, he's one of the yeah he's one of the um, the backing people. Patricia Heathcote. Hmm. She sounds like um. She teaches farming studies at a uh, at a community college. Okay, I like it. I like it. Chris Barrowman. Chris Barrowman. Isn't he um brothers with John Barrowman? I thought that name rung a bell to me. <laughs> but I didn't. I thought what? Isn't he the um like the guy sort of dance around <laughs> singer? Do something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Rob's calling you a fairy. He's probably <laughs> no, the no, biggest no. hard. I actually man said in the your world. your brother was. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth Lane. Gareth Lane. Gareth Lane. He, um, He's our final shout out. Um, I think Gareth Lane. He he sounds like um, an accountant. Yeah, I thought he sounded like a footballer. Gareth Lane. Yeah. Gareth Lane. Jump, jumpers for goalposts. You know, proper grassroots. Came out, yeah, came yeah. out of the fucking village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lane. Come out of the mining town. Yeah, he's coming for his first game, first de- debut. Heathville Mining Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Playing for Leicester City. <laughs> <laughs> so next week as well, I think if it all pans out, we'll have Alex and Andy on. Um, yes. I don't know what we're going to do. We might just do random questions if you want to send some in. or Because uh, it's like going to be the end of the year. Well, not the end of the year. The last one before Christmas. So I reckon some Christmas, uh, yeah, like I say, Christmas pre- uh, presents. Yeah, go on, send us pre- Christmas presents. <laughs> Christmas um, questions. And then um, maybe I reckon we might as well carry on the murder theme. Maybe a couple of Christmas murders or yeah, something like that. Or, that. or um, weird shit that's happened at Christmas. Yeah. Or why do celebrities die on Christmas Day? They do. They yeah. just seem to die. Who, you, who you got? Who you got that's going to peg it over this Christmas period? Someone will. Chris Rea. Chris Rea. Driving home for Christmas. He won't be post. driving home for Christmas. He'll be driving home too fast and drunk. I reckon I reckon he's going to be a goner soon. Really? Yeah, yeah. I reckon David Attenborough will go, but not at Christmas. Christmas. Okay, who's Christmas? Uh, who's going to go at Christmas? Well, we had George Michael two years ago. And then yeah. Didn't we have... Um, um, last Christmas. Wasn't that last Christmas? No. <laughs> The Christmas before, <laughs> um, wasn't it? Um, and J- yeah, J- um, James, um, what's his name? Um, famous soul singer, um, Brown, little little, little, J- little, little Richard, little Richard, Richard or, Brown. or something like that. I don't know. It's one. Of, it's it's either him or there's someone else, which is not little little Richard or James Brown. James Brown. I don't know. Is he could uh, be one of one of one of something the like that. one of them died at Christmas. Um, they're good at dying at Christmas, aren't they? Someone always does. Yeah, Christmas well, Day or Christmas Eve. Yeah. I always wake up Christmas Day now. And like, last year, I was like, who's dead this year? And the first thing I do is turn on, turn on the telly and you go, and you expect for like breaking news. Merry Christmas. Oh, by the way. So-and-so's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what we'll do then, we got to, we'll, give it, we'll give away a T-shirt to somebody that can get, uh, if you can, <laughs> don't know how, get, guess it. If you can guess. It'll be one hell of a guess. I know, yeah. You can have a free T-shirt. So send us your, um, send us your answers. That, that, yeah, that, that's, your um, suggestions. that's an extremely... Uh, Good guess if you get it right. Oh, be fucking worthy of a t-shirt, wouldn't it? Chris Rea. Chris Rea. I don't know. He's not old though, is he? How old is he? 
Oh, he's probably about he 60 is old. or 70, isn't he? He, sound, old, he sounds right? old when he did driving home for Christmas. Oh, that's just thousands and thousands of cigarettes. I think he's about, yeah, yeah, I think he's about 60-odd, isn't he? Yeah. Like but, I, I th- yeah, I think he's going to go. He's, he's haunted himself with the Christmas song. He's going to come back to haunting him. He, this is his most lucrative time of the year. Yeah, probably. If you write a Christmas song, you just know at Christmas. Well, I, I heard successful. the lead singer from Wizard, one of my friends, um, met him in the pub and was yeah, chatting I did to him. Roy Wood. And um, he says he gets something like 150 grand a, a year. Well, didn't um, tell me that. Yeah, through that song. Really? Yeah, for, um, royalties, loyalties, what you call it? Yeah, royalties. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets he gets that every year roughly. I saw him in, I saw him down the boozer. It's not bad, is it? Just make yourself a, a ma- massive Christmas hit and just it's like a pension pot from him, isn't it? Really, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. hundred and fifty grand for that one song. I every went year. the song brings the storm. I mean, it's a good song. Is it a good song? I hate Christmas well, songs. I wish it could be Christmas Garbage. every day. Imagine if it was Christmas every day. Oh my God, I think I'd have blown my face off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ended it by that. I'd have ended it after about the third day, I think. Yeah, it does it does get a bit much, doesn't it? There's a fellow, isn't there? Um, um, someone in the UK. He actually does Christmas every day. Has a Christmas dinner. Has a Christmas tree up, and he's got Christmas jumpers, Christmas hats, and he's, he's got his no friends. He can't. I'm have guessing he's got no friends. Yeah. That, that would be a very good um, assumption. I feel, I feel sorry for him. He's just he's well, an aspiring serial killer. He is. He's, he's got yeah, maybe that's yeah. I bet that's, yeah. But take it, his it, Christmas tree away and mind the blood you, will flow. He, he buys himself probably 365 presents a year. That ain't bad, is it, really? Do you get bored of it? Isn't it like Christmas Day? Would be like yeah, you'd be, you'd be like, come on, mate. You need to give this up now. I'd be like, were you abused before Christmas? Did someone finger you? Yeah, what, why are you doing this? Someone like a candy cane up the air. <laughs> <laughs> Did Santa empty his sack on you that one night? <laughs> Oh dear. So our details, if you want to get through to us, um, you can just get us on Facebook, you can get us on anything you can find us on. Just type Robert's Rise in Google, and it, I mean, there's no point going through any other nah. stuff, because it will come up all on there. No one really cares. And, uh, you know, you, everyone's computer literate, except for me, right? <laughs> and even I can find everything that I need <coughs> on it if I'm typing it on Google, so just do that. So yeah, uh, sit back and enjoy the show. Break it down! Back on it, man. Part two. It could be a long one, this. I'll show you a long one, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This could be a long one, so grab yourself a beer, sit back, or a coffee, being as it's only like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But, um, yeah, mate, this, like... I knew it was going to be a two-parter when we started doing it last week or the week before, whenever it was. But um, it could have easily gone three, four, because there's so many, there's so much going on in this. So much like evidence trails and the amount of victims. But like I covered murders, victims like up to six or seven in more more detail, and then sort of just so you could get a an idea of how he worked in inverted yeah, commas, yeah. because the police were seeing like because initially they didn't suspect it was a serial killer but then when patterns started to crop up again and again and again they were like bosh is that man with the hammer still hiding in the bush (laughs) yeah maybe we should question him yeah yeah because he was wasn't he we said that in part one wasn't it yeah trying to find the hubcat yeah (laughs) how did he come up with that so quickly i'm guessing the hubcat was off his uh must have been off his car and he must have had that 
as an excuse ready. Yeah, premeditation. He knew what he was doing. Because if he said that and they went, mate, you got four caps on your car, what are you on about? Yeah. yeah um, I'm, I was about to hammer some sculling, to be honest. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? And I've done it before, you know. So. Well, yeah, that first one that Rob was referring to was the killing of Wilma McCann, and that was on the 30th of October 1975. So if you want to listen to the full to the first um, part, you'll get the uh, the details of that. But after that murder, he waited 80 days before he struck again. I don't know whether that's a long time or not. Nearly three months. Mm, not that long, is it, when you think about it like that? Mm, probably not really. But it's yeah, it's, it, for what he's done, I think it'd be quite... It's quite quick to go back to that after the first one. I think a lot yeah. of people who may have murdered him and he's got a bit of... Um, uh, um, remorse oh, might right, might yeah. wait a year or two because because they might be, be thinking shit 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 you know yeah. what I mean. Well, the, uh, when she when her body was found uh, and in the f- I think it was like the first within the first three months of her of her body being discovered, there was 150 police officers put on the case. So they they did do a hell of a lot, man. They were they spent about 53,000 man hours investigating a murder and they did 11,000 interviews. So like the police get a bit of flack through this whole case, the, the Yorkshire Ripper case, for not really doing a lot and making mistakes. They made mistakes, but you're going to make mistakes when you're, you're investigating something well, like so this. But so it wasn't a case that they weren't doing shit. I mean, that says it alone. First murder, 53,000 man-hours. Sometimes I think when, when police investigate and they do this and they go, right, all-out attack, right, and they've got, like, like you say, how many people on the case and they interview 11,000 people, that makes it even more difficult for them to work out which person it is because yeah. just, they just need to sit back. I know it sounds bad. They need to sit back and go, right, Let's just keep an eye out on these spots, yeah. see what happens again, and we can try and link it close to a few people. Except for interviewing of eleven thousand people, because yeah. some of them are going to be crazy, probably. Yeah, of course. So you know what I mean. So it's it's way too much, way too much. Well, I think back then, if it, if it happened now, if what if like a um, another um, ripper was to appear <clears throat> wherever it may be, doing the, what he did, he'd probably get DNA would get him. I think yeah, he'd yeah. get busted pretty quick. But the serial killer glory days have gone, haven't they now? DNA and fucking forensics have wrecked it for everybody. No, no, it's n- the glory days haven't gone. The, the, the serial killers ha- haven't been clever enough to work their way around it yet. Oh, yeah, rubber gloves. What? It's, it's like, mate, it's like diseases, you know, they, they start, <laughs> you know, they rinse everyone to start with and then suddenly, you know, they, have, they get used to the antibodies. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. it is. Yeah. <clears throat> they, one day they'll just get the antibodies and work their way around it. You've got to adapt, haven't you, man? Yeah, yeah. so I, th- I think it'll co- do a comeback, I think. So after Wilma's death, well, see, they knew that she was killed by with a hammer and they also found sperm on her, a bit of old Harry Monk spunk on her pants, and that that was from blood group B, so um, but with that sa- sample to match that against, they're they're pissing in the wind. Literally, I mean, what can they, what can they compare it against? Oh, we know he's got blood group B spunk, great. Mm. Doesn't catch him, does it? No. So the feds didn't reveal much about her murder, Wilma's murder, to start with, because it it was sort of I think it was like an isolated case. It's just one woman, dead. Mm. Nothing to link it against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just try and we'll just try and fucking solve it and then and then move on. Because back then as well, prostitutes were getting attacked and assaulted quite a lot. It, I mean, they still do, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put themselves in very vulnerable position. But hammer attacks—that's not exactly something that's common. Pretty r- pretty brutal, isn't it? Hammer attack. Yeah, it's setting a precedent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like p- p- pushing up the bar, isn't it? A bit. Yeah, it's elevating it. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat. But there'd been four hammer attacks all within a year. All within a reasonably local area. Because if you remember part one, th- there was three attacks before 
before Wilma was killed. Yeah, yeah. He was clubbing people around there. And they were all women, all women of the night. And they should have at least... And they were all close, man. They should have suspected something. But they didn't. They didn't think anything. Or they chose... I think, I think in a lot of this, the police are like... They didn't want to connect the the dots, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because it paints a horrible picture. Yeah, but it's, you know, they've got to though. I'm afraid there's a lot of horrible things in life. And if it's true that, you know, don't try and beat around the bush, so to speak. Just uh, with a hammer. you got to just fucking you just go. Gotta, you got to uh, just go, yeah, this is what's happened. So um, they linked, they begin to link after the second murder, which was um, a 42-year-old mother of three called Emily Jackson. She was from Cherwell. And it was really difficult for her friends and her family because, like, in the news... Um, at, at the time, nobody was really thinking that there's a serial killer on the loose. One woman got killed three months ago. Pe- they probably forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And now she's being killed, Emily Jackson. And it comes out in the press that she was a prostitute. And her friends and family didn't, didn't know. Nah. They were like, what the fuck? So she's been murdered. Yeah. And now you say, and her husband knew. Her husband, Sydney, knew. Because he ran a roofing company. Right. Uh, and what Emily, Emily Jackson did, she drove the van and did the paperwork. And the company was struggling. This is around Christmas, 75. So they're not making a lot of money. Kids need prezzies. Probably it's probably something as tragic as that. So she decides to like make some easy money on the side, you know, sucking the odd cock, mm. which is you know do what you need to do, man. So the husband he he knew, open minded. He didn't care. He'd even drive her around picking up customers. That's a bit uh, freaky. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit much, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Is it much or is it each of their own? Depends how much she's charging. <laughs> but the evening of her murder, she'd driven Sydney to the pub and dropped him off. It was the Gately pub. Um, and then she drove off on a, with in the van looking for customers. So he's in the boozer having a drink and she's driving around. Has no idea what the fuck's about to happen. And she met Sutcliffe outside the pub on Round Hay Road. It's about seven o'clock at night. So it's not late. He approaches her and she gets in his car, obviously. Um, they were seen last seen driving towards Leeds city centre. And on the way, Sutcliffe, by his own admission, he pulls into a derelict industrial estate, like claiming the car's getting a bit fucking, you know, stuttering, it's coughing or whatever. Pretend he had like a, um, a mechanical, essentially. Uh, and it was dark because it was seven o'clock. He lifted the bonnet up and struggling to see. So uh, poor old um, Emily, she gets out and comes around to the front with a cigarette lighter. And she's like, oh, do you want me to hold the lighter out so you can, so I, you know, yeah. give you a bit? And he's like, yeah, 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 sure. Do what you do what you need to do. So when she steps in front, he, walk, he apparently he's just took two steps back and just went bang, and just smacked around the dome with a fucking hammer. She's gone down like a sack of shit. He dragged her body off the road mm-hmm. into a more secluded <laughs> place. And then he pulls a top up and a bra up and then like in a mad, unhinged, frenzied attack, just... Because he ah, could. It's the same as he did with that other one. Well, he stabbed and the, her. And that one way he said, oh, she was still alive, so I had to stab her to, just to make sure. Yeah. Because I didn't. Wilma. Yeah. But yet he's done it again, the same thing. So that's, yeah. that's his that's his trait then. Hammer well, and a good stabbing after. He stabbed her 51 times, <clears throat> right, with a Phillips screwdriver. Oh. Just fucking, just stabbing. And he's and also violently stamping on her everywhere, just stamping and stabbing. Um, and that's, that's stamping, left a... A size seven boot print, oh, right, imprinted okay. onto her. That's how how much he was fucking welly in her, so to speak. Yeah, because it was a welly. Uh, he also left the body in a contorted position. I've read that a lot. He used to like leave them in like uh, weird positions, jackknife positions, so he'd bend them around. You know what I mean? He also fucked about with the clothes as well, like a calling card. So when police t- turned up to the scene, they could see straight away 
that it, it's it's resembling a pattern. Yeah, yeah. It, this is a ripper victim. So after he stabbed her as a parting gift, he also uh, shoved a piece of wood up the old beaver. Oh, okay. Which isn't very nice, is it? Was it his wood? <laughs> some wood, like somebody's wood. Somebody's wood got inserted. Yeah. He told the police after his arrest, he said, I um, I stopped round down the window and I said, how much? She said, a fiver. I got in the car. I remember she had an overwhelming power uh, smell of, of cheap perfume and sweat. And this served all the more for me to hate this woman, even though I didn't know her. Looking back, I can see how that first murder had un- unhinged me completely. No fucking shit, mate. You know what I mean? Unhinged, yeah. Just so, driving just around. Just because she smelled bad. And sweaty, clobber her. He said, I knew from the outset I didn't have one of <laughs> Kill her, yeah, kill her, she stinks. He said, I just wanted to get rid of her. It's very Hitler-like. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Just bash her, get rid of her. I hit her over the head with a hammer. I think I hit her twice. She fell mm. down to the road. I pulled her into a yard. I then made sure she was dead. I stabbed her in a frenzy, without thought, with a Phillips screwdriver all over her body. I was seething for hate. And I remember picking up a piece of wood from the yard, about two to three foot long, and pushing it up her vagina as she lay on her back. At the time, I had a feeling of satisfaction and justification for what I had done. Satisfied by it. Yeah. <coughs> and what, I mean, what, I mean, that's your second, the second time you've done it and you're talking like that. Yeah. It's, it, he clearly loves it. Simple as. He clearly loves it. He does, doesn't he? It's not a case of, oh, shit, I've done it again. You know. Whoops. He's just going, yeah, I like that. See you later. I'll leave that in there. Nice little art piece. Walk <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah. What a horrible thing to do. I know. It's just shocking, isn't it? It's crazy. It is nuts, it's isn't nuts. it? So they've got a size 7 boot print here. Because he's stamping So that's it. a good, well, a sort of sign of this person's size, I suppose. And yeah, I mean, you're not going to catch... I was thinking about this. You're not going to catch a killer on a, on a fucking footprint. No. Unless you get the exact same boot, you know what I mean? And then the be- the geezer who's wearing it at the time, so yeah, you, can br- you know what I mean? But the prints would become useful in another murder as we go down, as we go down the line. So the press obviously knew about this sec- second similar murder, and they connected it to the previous attack and murder on um, Wilma. So mm. now the press are going, look, this has happened. That woman's dead, and now that woman's dead. And then they actually, the press started referring to him as the Ripper in, in the <coughs> newspapers. Yeah, so he got his name then. So he got his name. So he liked that then. Yeah, he did. Of course he did, yeah, because that's what you do, you know, with a serial killer. You give him a horrible name, like the crossbow killer or something, <laughs> and they go, oh, oh, I don't want that. I'm going to stop murdering. Yeah, if anything, it's going to make him murder more. I know, yeah. Then they go, oh, wicked. I've got a name now. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Why give do they do that? that? I don't know. They're Why do sen- they do it? It just makes them, makes them want to do him more then. Yeah. Because they're like, wicked, I've got a name, and people are now scared of me. Yeah. Uh, it's referred, every murder's referred to me now. So if we keep doing it and getting away with it, everyone's going to be more panicky. Notoriety. Yeah, just don't give him names, please. Or anyone. Papers, don't give him names. Well, they, he loved Jack the Ripper. I say loved him. He was referring to, he, he thought of himself like Jack the Ripper. So when they called him Yorkshire, the Yorkshire Ripper, he was like, yeah, yeah. fucking quid's in, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's me. People are frightened. Just don't, don't give him names. Well, the press began to realise this was the work of a serial killer. Well, yeah. Potentially, because he's only murdered two. And I think we've got to hit the big three, haven't you? Yeah, big three. And that's when you have the party. That's when yeah, yeah. The congratulations party. <laughs> then you get promoted. So they uh, they began to realise that it was um, it was just sex workers that were, were targeted. And their theories, even at the time that the murderer is probably killing through a hatred of prostitutes. Oh, so, okay. And as a spin-off from that conclusion, police figured that they could discount attacks on random women. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of narrows the search down, or all the suspect list, you know what I mean? It's not a domestic. No. Well, he's clearly got his routine now. It's, it's a prostitute's hammer, stabbing, 
yeah. put in a weird place, something, something in them, yeah. walk away. Yeah. So, so you, you kind of narrows the search down. You know what to look for. Yeah. So on May the 9th, 1976, which is four months after the second murder, Marcella Claxton, she was attacked. Uh, Sutcliffe picked her up. Now, she says, because she survived, she said that he was, he was only going to take her home. Um, she was a prostitute. I believe she was. I might be wrong. She's still alive now, as far as I know. Um, but she, she says she wasn't working that night. Seems unlikely that you'd get in a car with a random stranger. Mm. If you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it was a different time. But anyway, on the way home, they stopped at Round Hay Park, and she got out to take a piss. So as oh, she do. Yeah, yeah. So whilst pissing, he clobbered her over the head with a hammer, which is fucking rude, man. Mm. You're squatting down having a piss. Bunk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, man? Anyway, she survived, but didn't the police didn't take her descriptions of the attacker seriously because she was like, he's like this, he's this tall, he's fucking looks like that because she had learning difficulties. Right, okay. So like she couldn't get yeah. about her. And they also didn't link her attack to the Ripper because she didn't get knifed up, which is insane. She got hit with a fucking hammer. While having a way, yeah. It is exactly the same way that these other women have been killed, <laughs> apart from being stabbed, and you chose not to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just left it out. He hit her, he hit her about nine times. With a hammer, they reckon. And she had reconstructive surgery. It's all of her life. She was com- like had major health issues, not like piercing headaches. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking bad, isn't it? Oh, it is. Four months pregnant as well. Lost a baby. What a bastard. Mm. I mean, he wouldn't have known that, but I bet Horrible if he did, man. he would have fucking yeah. loved it. So after the attack on Marcella, he laid no, low for about nine months. Um, I suppose he probably had uh, enough memory bank wanks to keep him going for nine months, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Until it fucking until the fifth of February when Irene Richardson's body was discovered. Now she was discovered like a hundred meters away from Jimmy Savile's house. Now I think we spoke about this before. It yeah, pop- possibly in the, in the there's like a little woods, wasn't there? And yeah. she was found there or something. I mean, it could be circumstantial, entirely innocent. You know what I mean? Mm. But when you consider mm. that Savile was when we know he's a he's a prolific paedophile, he was yeah. raping kids back then, uh, and winning over a thousand people. Yeah, it's, it's didn't he when when it all come out and it's they the um, sexual assaults on children and all that went up something like nine or ten percent because of one person. Yeah, yeah, that shows you how rampant he was. It's, yeah, insane, and he's just part of a of a gang. So just, just think yeah, about how one geezer, yeah, and then like you say, the other people in the gang. I hate I hate to. Uh, Say it, but the, the, he probably might not have been the main um, uh, culprit. As in, like, as in, like, he the worst. He might not have been the worst. Yeah, you know, which I mean, consider that he might not have been the worst, but he fucked corpses, stole eyeballs, like fake eyes out of people. He used to use prostitutes in the immediate area around Bradford where all this is going down, and he was really good mates with Pete Sutcliffe, the uh, the, the Yorkshire Ripper. It's just nuts, and and I mean like mates with him, buddies with him. You know what I mean? Mm. He, when he was in Broadmoor p- Prison, the mental hospital, um, Savile had his own personal keys and he just let him, literally let himself in to this place where like mentally unhinged, dangerous criminals are housed. He opened the doors and how, he had his how own... How can the authorities and all that, right, allow this... Anyone, it doesn't matter who they were or what... You know, nothing to do with the police or... Um, Hospital. How are, they, how are they allowing one person a key to do this? Because he's incredibly powerful. But that's why. But that's he's not a part of that group. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not a policeman. He's not an um, an actual yeah. nurse or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's, right. he's just he's a DJ. Yeah, he's that's all he is. He's a DJ celebrity. But yeah. he's mates with. But yet he gets all these keys to go into all these high security places and all this. Why? 
because it, it seems like it was it was known but allowed but he could just do whatever he wanted. This it just makes me think, does it did he know something more yeah. and, and someone's gone, look, we'll just give you these. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? That's exactly what it was, mate. He had shit on people. He was like well they say he was the procurer of um young children for powerful people through his work with charity mm. and his T V work with kids. I mean he abused a, k- a girl live on TV it's on top crazy. of pops. And you know crazy. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I could see how he'd get on well with um, Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we know he was accused of horrific crimes and the police were always told to stand down. Yeah. Starts to look a bit more suspect that when you think about that and that a Yorkshire Ripper victim was found at the bottom of his fucking garden. Yeah, no, it makes him, that ain't coincidence. It's weird. He used to go on about it to his girlfriend and say that the uh, the Yorkshire Ripper worked in, he had a, worked in pairs, there was somebody helping him and that he had to be really careful around the women because uh, sometimes I can go off the rails. There's like interviews with his uh, ex who'd say that I, I think he was obsessed with death, Sava was, obsessed with the Ripper. You know what I mean? He was he was even brought in for questioning because of um like obviously the allegations about what he they knew the police were knew that there was allegations about him fucking kids mm. um and Irene Richardson's body she was completely covered in bite marks like che- like chewed up real bad and they took a cast of Savile's teeth to eliminate him it's fucking it's deep man <laughs> it's crazy it's just <laughs> yeah so some people can just kind of do it like you say in blind sight and get away with it yeah. It seems like that way. And the people who lurk, who hide, the ones who get caught. Yeah. Seems to be that's the best thing to do, just be blatant about it. I know. And then when you do podcasts about it, for some reason, no one can download them. Yeah, they keep, canc- keep cancelling the... five episodes. Yeah, and they just keep cancelling the one episode that we keep putting on, which is a Savile one. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. It's a bit odd, that. So, anyway, this is a real sad tale, man. Irene Richardson, she was homeless for 10 days prior to the murder. I mean, she was... I think she'd been taking hard, like, proper, like, heroin or some shit. Mm. De- it was a desperate time. She'd also be in the pub trying to get a drink. Just, I don't know, whatever, man. Trying to forget a situation. And then headed outside to get some easy money. Um, she's at an all-time low. She's on the edge, basically. So when Suckliff pulled up and said, Look, do you want to jump in, love? You know what I mean? Bit of sucky-sucky. He's a fiver. Because she was fucking hard up. She jumped at the chance. Yeah. She was like, yeah, man, let's go for it. Didn't know that he was a psychopathic hammer killer at the time. Again, the Ripper, he pulled in to Round Hay Park. This seems to be a favourite of his, Round Hay Park. Now, Irene was killed in almost exactly the same way that Marcel Claxton was attacked. It, like, literally, she'd gone out to take a piss. And and he's just twatted overhead. Yeah, like three or four times. Um, in the autopsy, the home office pathologist called David G, he did all the the uh, autopsies on every single one of the victims because mm-hmm. they sort of it's probably just keep it to one guy you know yeah well I mean? yeah because he'll know the case he, he might have more evidence he might come across something and go hmm actually this might link it to jeff or <laughs> whatever so, yeah this you isn't I mean? one yeah, yeah. there might yeah exactly well he found parts of her skull embedded over an inch into her brain like he'd been fucking pelting her that hard with a hammer I'm like embedding like the head oh. of it just clunk into her head he pulled up her clothes and obviously did what he needed to do. He left the bra where it was. He covered her legs up with a with a boot, such a thigh high boots on. He did that a lot again, messing with the clothing. And he started to stab and slash her with a Stanley knife. Right, um, okay, Stanley this time. Yeah, yeah, raking downwards. So he's going like that, fucking just jabbing <laughs> it oh, in yeah. with fucking loads of force. Her intestines spilled out of her side. That's oh, right. we're not talking like a Stanley knife. A blade's what I yeah, don't know, an inch, about, about not an even inch, that. Yeah, and he also slit her throat, mate. He wasn't. You know what I mean? These women weren't just turning up dead. 
The fox, yeah. Yeah, it's like when you when people say they're aware of the Ripper case. Oh, yeah, he killed loads of women with hammers. Yeah, he did, and that's horrendous, but their bodies are getting mutilated as well at the yeah, same yeah. time. It's obviously not something that they're going to put on the news. No. <laughs> While you're having your dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it, yeah. It's, yeah like you say, they're probably dead from the hammer attack, but it's the, it's the after uh, aftermath as well, which is um, shocking, as in yeah, he carried on. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. carried on and on. Just ripped them to pieces. There's more carrying on Hence and on. That's why they're called the Ripper. Yeah, it's right. So, oh, so a pattern's emerging, mm-hmm. from what we can see, obviously. So with this murder, the police knew it wasn't a spare of the moment type deal because her clothing was put in specific positions. The Ripper had clearly thought this one through, deliberately presenting her body the way it was found. He did that to try and freak people out, you know what I mean? Like thigh-high boots, he put them on backwards to make it look like their legs had been twisted Broken around. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what he said in interviews. He said um, about this particular murder. Because he obviously he got busted, we all know he got busted. He um his confessions were long and detailed. So yeah. where he where remembered can, it all very well. Yeah, where where I can, I'll just jump in. So he said um, she wanted to use the tool, and he, he these are direct transcripts from what he said. So some some of them are a bit like clunky. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. More clunky than me trying to talk at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she went to use the toilets, but they were locked. Uh, before she went, she took off her coat and placed it on the grass. When she came back, she said she wanted to have a wee on the ground again um she took her boots off and then she crouched down to have a pee by this time i was out the car and had my hammer in my hand she was crouching down i hit her on the head from behind at least twice maybe three times i lifted up her clothes and slashed her in the lower abdomen and then started to slash her throat i left her lying face down i covered her up with a coat i put her knees boots on top of her and then i covered her up i kept the stanley knife but i haven't seen it in a while i think i may have lent it to somebody what? Fucking steady on, Pete. Yeah, oh yeah. Imagine that, popping around here. Can I buy you a stone knife? That um, person would know as well, because they probably know um, Sutcliffe and, and then he goes, oh shit, I've got a murder weapon. Yeah, now they do. Yeah. If they've read it. Yeah. Fucking Pete, come on, man. He's done that on purpose. I don't yeah. know where it's from. You don't casually give a murder weapon away to someone to help them strip their wallpaper. No. He fucking knew. Just of course he did. Fucking it's probably another thing which made him chuckle. You know yeah. what I mean? And he thought that's funny. Games, yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, he goes on to say, after Richardson's killing, prostitutes became an obsession with me, and I couldn't stop myself. It was sort of like a drug. Okay. Mm, yes. The next morning, she was found by a jogger called John Bolton. He thought she was actually asleep, just lying down asleep uh, until he got close. Realised. He thought that she was asleep from a distance. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is that normal? Oh, that's just a woman yeah, asleep on the jogging. It's just a woman asleep on the fucking floor yeah. outside. Different times, mate, I reckon. Um, when the police arrived, they found tyre marks on this wet field because it's obviously she went into have a piss and he pulled yeah, it, yeah. drove right up to the thing. So we got a, that's a second clue. We got a boot print and, and now we got a tyre tread. Which is more obvious to go by, tyre tread. Yeah, it, it is. But it's also overwhelming as we'll get into. The tracks were found leading away from the body. Now the police were able to identify the make of tyre which only specific, uh, fit specific models of vehicles. Yeah. So they can narrow down the search even further. Yeah. So they eliminated loads and loads of cars. We don't need don't need that. And the day after Irene's murder, which is the sixth of February seventy seven, they launched a tire tracking inqui- inquiry to try and track down this fucking tire. Yeah. Because this was a cl- it's all they got. Yeah, yeah. It's proper like fucking clue shit back there. Yeah, yeah. Detective work. But each time it's happening, it's narrowing it down, isn't it? A so little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. They had to check 100,000 vehicles in, in Yorkshire alone by hand. 
You know what I mean? And they had to do this without really saying too much yeah. because if they attracted too much attention, the ripper would just be like, fuck I'm it. off, yeah, yeah. Change yeah. my tyres. Yeah, yeah. And fucking throw them in the bin. Put yeah, them on yeah. someone else's car. Sell them. You know yeah. what I mean? So they had to abandon this search about six months later in July 77 because it was just too labour-intensive. Yeah. 100,000 vehicles. And they reckoned that he's probably probably just fucking swapped his tyres out now. Well, it would have probably worn down or done changed a bit over time, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be the same. They knew it was, a, it was like a flash in the pan. There's a few flash in the pan type investigations yeah, yeah. that they get when they get a clue, like, well, we've got a fucking limited amount of time here. We've got to try and crack it now, yeah. yeah. And But, you know, after that time's gone, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Tough. So Suckliff's hatred for prostitutes seemed to, like, grow at this point <clears throat> because he was becoming uh, incredibly sadistic in the way he was doing his killings. Take, for instance, um, his next victim, which was Patricia Atkinson. She was 32. He, Sutcliffe picked her up in Leeds mm. on April the 23rd, 1977, so a little bit further away, um, and they travelled to actually to her flat to go back and get jiggy with it. Uh, again, he attacked her with a hammer. He actually used a claw hammer on this one, though, and he was, like, um, raking her body with it, yeah, just yeah. fucking hacking at her hacking at her stomach and just switching it around and bludging her. Uh, he stabbed and slashed all over her body. And he also used a chisel, which yeah. is, I mean, fuck me, mate. You're literally bringing your toolbox with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, he says it was uh, his first and only, because it was his first and only indoor mo- uh, murder, he realised that like people bled quite a lot because all the other ones were outside in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't realise um, because it was always fucking Yeah, because it's outside as well, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But when you're inside and you do it, it's spraying up the wall and it's like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he told did he me. not like that? Uh, he did like it. Oh, did he well, like it more? With Marcella Claxton, when um, he clobbered her down to the ground, she remembered seeing him, the description, because uh, he started having a wank when he saw her bleeding, like pouring out of her head. Yeah. And he was fucking getting off on the blood. That's how she remembers seeing him. So, yeah, he does enjoy the blood. Um, he goes on to say in his arrest he said when i first hit her she was making a horrible gurgling sound and she carried on making this noise even though i hit her a few times um i get the impression that he's not trying to kill people outright with hammer strikes here no no he he's, he like he wants them to be in pain while yeah jacking one off i think i don't think it'd be that hard to kill someone with a hammer well i think the first blow they're down and then um, you just keep hitting them, wouldn't you, if you're going to kill them? Because yeah. you're not really going to get up unless you're like fucking Terminator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first one who managed to get up and get the number plate and remember it somehow, even though she just had a head caved in with a rock. Yeah. Yeah, Marcella Claxa did yeah. that. She said she took a, she put her pants on her head and just walked to the phone box and called the police. Terminator. Well, you've just been fucking hammered five times around the skull. Hammered, yeah. By the ripper. Terminator. <laughs> you're fucking hard, love. Yeah, yeah. Double hard. Um, yeah, he said about he said that she was still making gurgling noises when he left the flat. Like, but he said that she wasn't in the state to talk like anymore. He knew the time was over, so she was alive through the whole idea, like the whole thing, just macking her in the head and fucking stabbing her and cutting her. You know what I mean? She was completely covered in blood, obviously. And he left a um, a book a, a boot print again. Okay, from his welly. Um, in in blood in blood. He said when he got home, he noticed he had blood on his jeans. So he rinsed them out in the sink, then hung them up to dry. Rinsed. He didn't even wash them. Just rinse them. Yeah, I do. Yeah. She discovered the next. <laughs> I know he's fucking nuts at it. <laughs> the next morning, uh, like I think a, a mate went around to like fucking check on her, or whatever. Um, police obviously attend. They find they find her body just battered to death. Size seven welly print, which matched the print collected on Emily Jackson's body. Mm-hmm. Not just similar, 
like the actual same. The same bo- boots? Yeah. Oh, so he's got special murdering boots. Yeah, yeah, he's got his wellies on. Get me murdering boots, love. <laughs> yeah, get me murdering wellies on. Get the murdering boots on. He reckons that he was doing a lot of the shit on the way home from work. So he's in his work clothes. Oh, right, okay. You know what I mean? Just fucking, I mean, what? It's, you know, but this is the first time because of this print being a direct match to another murder, they could link the crimes to one, yeah, one yeah, yeah. madman. Um, and it was after um, the uh, murder of Patricia Atkinson that they actually took all the, in the, the separate cases and put them into one uh, ripper investigation. So it was all in one area, and that was headed by a guy called Chief Constable, Assistant Chief Constable, that's not promoting, yeah. uh, George Oldfield. He took he took control of the whole lot, and they know there's a serial killer active by now. Yeah, yeah. And so sex workers were having a real bad relationship with police and the general public. They didn't like them either, because cops saw them as, as like proper scourge of the earth. So did the public. They hated the prostitutes. I suppose it was different back then. Yeah, well, they're just, they needed to work together, didn't they, on this one? And go, look. I know this is bad, but you're kind of like bait at the minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are, yeah. yeah. But you you need to n- understand that we are trying to help you because we're trying to help everyone because he's just going to keep doing it. There's nothing that's going to stop him. Um, but they even began to try and police the areas themselves, the the prostitutes. They'd only solicit, solicit work in, in groups. So they were like sort of safety in numbers. Yeah. And when somebody would get in a client's car, they'd fucking have a good old look at him and get his number plates, write everything down. They were doing everything they could. And it probably worked that. I wouldn't be surprised if if, Sup- if Sutcliffe was actually, you know, spotted doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because he knew they were having a good look at him, they left him. You know what I mean? Prostitution should be legal. Simple it as that. It should be. I think it should be just for the reason that it, it may actually stop um, murders. A yeah, bit it more. will do. Yeah. If you go to a brothel and you've got a sign in and you're clean, they're clean, no one's getting hammered today. Yeah, because <laughs> that's it. It seems to be, um, it's all um, uh, dodgy, dodgy. Um, it's like the, I suppose it's like a drug dealer in a way. That's how they're kind of rated. And it's the same sort of, ba- uh, what do you call it? Black, uh, I'm trying to think of black sort of business. What do you call it? It's just a, like... Undercover kind of fucking clandestine operations away from the police. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, it's all illegal, isn't it, apparently, really? But if it wasn't illegal, it might stop people getting murdered. Of course it would. Same with drugs and stuff, right? If you legalised all drugs, right, not only would it stop the drug dealers and the gangs because there'd be nothing for them to earn money by, in theory, you probably would help people. It'd become safer. Yeah, it'd become safer for people who are addicts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. It's a hard push, isn't it, saying let's legalise heroin and coke. Yeah, but the f- the thing is, <coughs> um, you can control it then as well, so you can see when people are actually on it because they're legally, maybe they need their ID or something, and you can tick it off and it goes through a database where they go, look, he's fucking ordering loads of this, we need to fucking <laughs> calm him down or something. Chop you know his mean? fingers off. There's a, there's a better, si- there is a, a way, yeah. way of... It would stop the drug dealers, the cri- um, the criminals because of that, and people getting murdered and put into like buckets and stuff because of... Regulate like, it. Yeah, yeah. Just regulate yeah. it. Simple as that, isn't it? You know what I mean? But towards like, I mean, the public were like getting like vigilante at this point. They were like, fuck it, man. Like lads were walking around the streets saying, if, you know, if we catch him, we're going to fucking kill him. Yeah, yeah. Like the police knew that. And it was... But so did Sutcliffe and he loved it. Yeah, yeah. He fucking, lo- he was amazed at how... Where's Trev in all this? Trev should have been the one going, oh, I know it's him. Yeah, he, well, he does. He appears at the end, mate. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But yeah, he, he f- like Sutcliffe was relishing this. He said, look at what I'm creating. 
Yeah, yeah. People are terrified. Yeah, yeah. And he struck again on the 26th of June, 77. And this time, the victim was a 16-year-old girl called Jane McDonald. Now, her murder, like, hit the news big, big time, mate. Mm. Because she she wasn't very old and she wasn't a prostitute either. No. So he's, he kind of broke out the mould with this killing. Um, normal, regular women, non-sex workers, felt vulnerable. Uh, you know, even, like, kids. I mean, he's fucking killed a 16-year-old, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the newspapers even said, after Jane McDonald's murder, innocent young woman murdered, which is um, a, fucking obviously pissed off the prostitutes. Are they not innocent as well? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. They are innocent. They're just trying to earn money because they need money. Well, that's the kind of... Uh, shows how low people kind of held prostitutes back then and sex mm-hmm. workers so when somebody a young girl's killed they say innocent when it's a prostitute it's just woman like prostitute mm-hmm. sex worker they kind of put her on a different pedestal that's going to make them feel like second class citizens you know what I mean yeah it's just like no one cares innocent girls fucking they're all innocent anyway she was out Jane McDonald she was out celebrating with her mates because she'd got a, um, a new job in a supermarket and she wasn't drunk because she was only 16. As the autopsy said, there was no alcohol in the system. Um, she'd actually missed the bus home, the last bus at 1.30 in the morning because she went to go and get a bag of fish and chips. Mm-hmm. That fucking, that cursed bag, you, man. Yeah. I think how different it would have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. She walked past the Gately pub. That bag of, bag of chips. Yeah. That cost her. Cost your life. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> you don't know though, do you? It's not like you go, do you know what? This might cost my life if I get this yeah. bag of bag of chips if I have this there's a potential I might get killed with a hammer you're not going to think that so she walked past the, the Gately pub which is the same boozer where Emily Jackson was last seen Okay. Uh, and Jane McDonald actually lives six doors away from Wilma McCann who was the Ripper's first victim so it's like she's she's in his hunting ground yeah. here like right in the fucking middle and he was watching her apparently from his car and said that he was positive she was a prostitute because it was so late 1.30 in the morning I mean come on mate it's an assumption, isn't it? Yeah. He attacked her again from behind with a hammer, dragged her off the road onto a, a ki- like a nearby kiddie's play area, like a playground type thing. Again, lifted up her top. Um, he doesn't know who she is at this point. He doesn't know yeah. that she's a young girl. And he, he stabbed her about 20 times, he reckons, in the chest. Uh, and he rolled, her, he rolled her over and just started knifing up her back as well. So he's... Double it. It's like he's getting, getting off on seeing the knife go in. Is that yeah, something? I suppose so. I suppose if he was getting off with blood and then... Uh, well, he even stabbed on this girl one wound, one hole, repeatedly. He did it on her chest and he did it on her back. I don't know. I think it was like... I don't know why he did it. It sounds like he's trying to make a hole all the way through her with a knife. Yeah. It's fucking... He also deeply embedded a, a broken glass bottle into her chest. Now, he reckons he did it by accident when he was dragging her. Did it by accident while he was dragging her? <laughs> Yeah, bullshit. That's, yeah, that's, the big, <laughs> that's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, definitely that's bullshit. It's gears in it, mate. Yeah. I don't know why. He d- I, d- I mean, well, if you've admitted all that, you might as well have just gone, yeah, I've got picked up a glass bottle and shoved it in the chest. Yeah, I know. Might as well. I think it's because she's young. What, what was, oh, yeah, so all the, all the other stabbing is, is not nothing to be ashamed of, but sticking a glass bottle in the chest oh. after stabbing her about a million times is shameful. I know. What? It's fucking crazy, it doesn't make any it? sense to me. You might as well just go, yeah, I've done it. Yeah. I clearly have, because I told you about stabbing her about a million times, turning her over and stabbing her. Well, there is a bit more that Sutcliffe says about the, about her. Does um, he like bottles? Is that why? No, I didn't. No, well, <laughs> no. Well, you know, mate, they didn't even release the full extent of her injuries. They didn't even tell her family. 
Well, I think well, it's, blame them. it's just too extreme because the pu- and the public outrage were fucking. They demanded action. They were like, "What the fuck, man? This is yeah, a, yeah. this is outrageous. You're not doing your jobs." I um, mean, you can't totally bash them. The police, they're doing the best. They're trying, yeah. You know what I mean? But it was really, really rough for Jane's family, and it hit her dad like particularly hard, like really hard. Mm. He had depression. His his health suffered. Uh, became ill, and he actually died two years after his. His daughter was murdered. Yeah. No reason for it. Just then she yeah. died and he's fucking dead. Um Sutcliffe said he, he felt bad actually because he didn't know that she was prostitute and was so young. And he said in his confessions, he said the next one I did, he always refers to him as that as well, the one. I didn't do that one. I did that one. He's like, mm. one man, that's a fucking person. The next one I did, I still feel terrible about. It was that young girl, Jane McDonald. I read recently about her father dying of a broken heart and it all and it brought it all back to me. I realised what a monster I'd become. Fucking hell. Extreme. Oh, so he, he, was, he was more bothered that the dad died well, from a broken heart. She wasn't a prostitute. Done. Yeah, I know. But yeah, but like, so he felt but, bad? Yeah, but he, well, he didn't feel bad about her not being a prostitute by the sound of it. It sounded like he felt bad because yeah. someone else suffered because of, uh, of, of his doing. He said, I, I felt inhumane. Who, who he didn't actually do physical violence to. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not like, I don't, I think he's putting more sort of remorse and, and you know, oh, I didn't mean to do it on this one because she she was young, I think. He's trying do you reckon to, he does, you reckon he is bothered? I though? think he was trying to palm it off because of her age, I yeah. think. He said he felt inhumane. He realised that the devil was driving me against my will. I was a beast. I thought it was fucking God that was telling him, though. Yeah. Fucking changing your tune, yeah, dick. Man. He also said, and this bit's quite interesting, he said, when the Ripper came up in conversations at work or in the pub, I was able to detach my mind from the fact that it was me they were talking about, and I was able to discuss the case normally. This amazed me at times how, how I was able to do this. That's fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah. Just fucking, you can just chat about it. I suppose it's like it, it, when you drop one at work and you try and, and you go, <laughs> you know, and you pretend that you haven't done it. And then someone goes, oh, who's done that? You know what I mean? And you go, oh, fucking hell, who's done that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It not me. It not me. Anyway, who's, who's done that? So, no. <laughs> who, had cu- who had curry last night? <laughs> so again, with, um, with this murder, nothing to go on. No clues found at the scene. It was clearly a, a ripper victim by the way she'd gone, but there was nothing to pin it to anybody so evidence wise by now we've got bite marks showing that the killer had a gap in his teeth uh, we have the two boot prints size 7 from the same boot uh, and we've got the tyre investigation even though that ran dry and they weren't able to track it but we know what type of vehicle he was using at the time and they also had multiple descriptions of his appearance but nothing to point them directly at him mm-hmm. Um I mean, how many people have got size 7 wellies? There was 100,000 cars in Yorkshire alone with that tyre. Think of the wellies. Yeah. You can't fucking search that. It's almost too overwhelming. It's ridiculous, isn't gonna it? going to ignore that as a clue. It's not going to help you. It's going to hinder you. It's just, it's, it is a clue, but it's, like you say, it's that, that clue widens it out further than shrinks it. Yeah, exactly. Music, drink, have a break, come back, more clues, and then we'll get a cunt. Yeah.
And uh, the sex workers, they didn't even think the police really cared that much. But because that innocent girl, Jane McDonald, who was 16, she wasn't a sex worker because she had been murdered. They came out in full force. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit like that. You know, it was a bit kind of transparent. Um, but in the next two attacked, the Ripper left more clues. Maureen Long, she was attacked on the 10th of July, 1977. She survived, but doctors were like, no way, man, she's she's probably going to die in surgery, mm-hmm. bruv, because like, her head's battered. She's, yeah, you yeah. Know, she's, that's exactly what they said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Assistant Chief Constable um, Oldfield, he actually spoke to the docs and said, can I just have a, can I have a chat with her before she goes into surgery? Because she's alive now. She, she might know shit. And they were like, all right, then, yeah. Go on, have a word. She told him that the attacker was a 35-year-old uh, white man. Um, you know, so that's another confirmation. That's all she could really say. Yeah, yeah. She's been clobbered around yeah, the yeah. fucking she, dome. She ain't, she ain't going to be able to come out with a whole speech. She actually told him that um, being out drinking with Sutcliffe, uh, he saw her on the streets and he offered to give her a lift home. Sort of standard operating procedure mm-hmm. again. He pulled into some wasteland so she could have a piss. What's with all the fucking pisses? Why is everyone going, yeah, what's what's going on? Everyone's Why just is everyone trying to have a piss outside? And he, mate, these Around Sutcliffe. Oh no. Like, no, no, when do he's getting angry and hammering the heads in the game? <laughs> Why is everyone wanting a piss around me? Yeah, he's probably just doesn't want to have a, a wet, pissy second-hand yeah, for prostitute. For fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> for fuck, not again. Oh, well, going to kill you. <laughs> I was going to fuck you, but you know, nah, it's not happening now. Uh, yeah, he hammered her to death again, slashing her and stabbing her. Um, and a security match, he was walking the perimeter of some, some nearby building. Uh, his guard dog started barking, uh, and he told her he saw the bloke run off, and he, he jumped into a white Ford Cortina and sped away. Um, so this is what she was able to say. But uh, the they tracked down the security guard after she re- revealed the, the location mm-hmm. that he was in, he was disturbed. Um, unfortunately, the security guard was wrong. Uh, he said um, Sutcliffe was in a Ford Corsair, um, which was wrong. And this this sent police down a, a wrong path, which was chasing the wrong type mm. of vehicle. Um, and at this point, they'd interviewed over two hundred thousand people. The police. So mm-hmm. this it's so overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's so overwhelming. It's like, what it's the fuck? It's just getting bigger, and it's just, you know, the search is getting bigger, which makes it harder to find. And it doesn't help with the press reporting shit because Sutcliffe knew the police were looking for his car, mm. so he sells it and gets a, a, a different one, a red Corsair, um, just to cover his tracks. Mm. No logbook entries, so even if they do trace the, the car, they can't trace it to him. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? He's covering his. And on the 1st of October, 77. Sutcliffe attacked Jean Jordan in Manchester, which is slightly further away. Uh, this He did this in an effort, so I think probably just to try and throw the police off, you know, like a different area. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, if I don't stab someone and I hammer them, they don't think it's me. Yeah, yeah. they've yeah. That's how, like, little I have to deviate from my normal... Yeah, so by this point, he's thinking it's getting a bit too hot now. So, so if I go to Manchester, they'll definitely won't think it was me, you know what I mean? Mm. But he also left clues during this one attack on Gene Jordan, which reduced the list of suspects, which was around 6,000, down to 241. Right, okay. So this is very important. There's 241 complete and that's a psychopaths out there. Well, not psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it's no, it could yeah, be know, one. Yeah. So she, again, she's a prostitute. 
Um, he picked her up and, and she directed in some nearby wasteland. This is obviously up in Manchester that she knew. He, pa- he gave her a fiver, which seems to be, as we knew from part one, a, d- a bargain. The price, an absolute steal. Yeah, give her a tenner, buy her a couple of drinks and tell her to keep the change because that's fucking cheap. Money for a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a free hammer on the way home as well. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they agreed a fiver. She gets in the motor um, and they're going to just fuck on some wasteland, basically. Classy. When she turned her back... He hit her over the head with a hammer and she fell to the ground, obviously making noises, gurgling, moaning, writhing around. And he hit her 10 more times over the dome with a ball-peen hammer. And then he went into a mad stabbing frenzy before again being disturbed by headlights. Because he's not picking his places that are that secluded. He's very sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, industrial states, they're not really that secluded. They're, They're a bit more secluded than the... The, the towns, obviously, and all that, but they're not. People still drive up them. I got caught the other day when I was in a. I'm in a. I'm in a yeah, yeah. <laughs> then when I went to Newton Abbott, um, I went up an industrial state because I was, I've dri- been driving for about four, well, three and a bit hours, and it was um, what time was it been? Half ten, and I thought I desperately needed a piss, and I, there was nowhere sort of around, and there was an industrial state. So I went up the industrial state, looked left and right, no one there. Went and had a piss down a guttering, and a car we drove past him was a police officer. You're joking. No. And they said, What are you doing, son? And I went, Well, I'm having a wee because I'm desperate. I've come and from he Birmingham. Hit you with a hammer. Yeah. What is it with these pisses? No. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm having a wee because I'm desperate. I've come up from Birmingham. He's like, I'm doing some work. And he went, Where are you working? And I went, um, um, Shelbourne House, um, Newton Abbott, which is um, 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 old HMRC. And I was like, oh, Okay. He went, he went, At least you're not pissing, weeing in the street, son. He was really kind to me. How thought, was he? First oh. thing I thought when when I saw the headlights, saw a car coming, and when it was a police officer, I thought, Ah, oh, £60 fine. <laughs> yeah, That's the yeah. first thing that was coming to me. Sex offence, man, getting <laughs> yeah, your yeah. dick out in public. Yeah, but um, he said, Is that your, he said, Is that your, um, is that your motor? That's what he said. You look like a murderer then. Don't uh, yeah, you? he gives me a van uh, with my blankets in the front and all that. <laughs> your hammers in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went, Yeah, no, I must have done a check or something because they turned back round and followed me when I started uh, leaving the they? estate. Yeah. yeah, they're just making sure. They're yeah. being cool. They're but being cool. They caught me mid piss, so. You know what I mean? Like, For fuck's sake. Said, Mate, do you want me to pinch it off or what? It's going to sting, but I will. I was like, there's no other cars, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one around. It happens to be a police officer. It's hard to lower, isn't it? Yeah. If only they'd done that to Sutcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Fucking stopped him. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have done. Wouldn't have cared. So this Gene Jordan, yeah, he um, he, cl- he dragged her when they were disturbed by these headlights. He dragged her into the... um. Off the off the into the o- off the open into like some nearby bushes, uh, and he's fucking panicked now. He's like, "Fuck, fuck! I've been seen again." Yeah, yeah. Runs back to his car and then he bombs off. Just floors it. Fuck it. She's dead. I've done my bit. Yeah, I've done my, well, I can't go back to her now because I'm seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so on the way back to Bradford, he's thinking because he's in Manchester. He's thinking, "Shit, I've paid that woman with a crisp new five pound note out of my wages." It's very astute that he fucking thought of this. So he was trying. He was trying to protect himself because he'd been paid at work two days before, and the notes were brand spanking new from the bank and he's thinking if they find that note they're going to be able to trace that note and figure out where it came from you know like using the serial number on it or mm-hmm. whatever and it might be able to sort of narrow the search because it's brand new they're yeah. going to go hmm yeah yeah so he chose he's thinking bollocks before oh, I don't panic uh, I won't go back to the scene turn around and go back it's too hot there's just a yeah, fucking yeah. corpse lying there so um, he said oh, I'll wait it out uh, nothing was reported in the press the next day which he thought fuck I know that's a bit unusual okay they haven't found her a couple of days later, a few more days later, still nothing. A week later, not a fucking mention. Now, he's fully expecting this to be news. Straight away, yeah. Because it's a ripper killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he's thinking, they haven't found anything, so I'm going to I'm gonna return to the body. 
I'm going to try and look for it. He'd actually been to a house party and had his mum and dad in the car. And on the way home, he was, he was dropping them home from this party. Dropped them off and then went, see ya. And then drove to a fucking murder scene. To get, I mean, what? You know what I mean? He did that with such sort of... He's so cold. Mm. He didn't even think. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's like picking up something from the shops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone back over. He's find, he found a body which was starting to rot by now because it's been out there a week. Uh, he's, he ripped all her clothes off searching all her pockets. I mean, took everything off, pants off, even searched inside her boots in case she concealed it down there. He's panicking now because he can't find it. Uh, he searched the surrounding area, couldn't find a handbag anywhere. And he actually said, I was cursing that girl and all my luck at the time. What? I don't know. I think he's been pretty lucky to get away with what he's done so far. Cursing her? Yeah. She's dead. You hammered her to death, mate. Yeah. Your fault that fire has gone missing. It's all about him, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's all about him. So in a mad rage, he, he kind of like gives up the search. He's like, I can't fucking find it. And he vented his anger out on Jean Jordan's body. And he stamped the fuck out of her initially uh, and then started stabbing her and slashing her. He, he slashed her so deep, her stomach ruptured, um, causing him to puke because the smell. Because she'd been decomposing yeah, by yeah, this yeah. point. Uh, mate, he got that angry, mate. He smashed her head to bits with a hammer like flattened her skull and tried to cut her head off with a piece of broken glass and a hacksaw. The forensics actually used a clay ball shaped like a human skull. And when they'd got her body, like the uh, mortuary, they were taking fragments of her skull out and rebuilding it around this fucking ball to try and figure out, A, who she was, mm. and B, how she fucking died. Fuck. Mate, her intestines were wrapped around her waist. It was fucking extreme, mate. Her body was found 10 days later, so she was dead for a... A, a week, yeah, and then he went and then got mad again because she lost his fiver after she was uh, after he was dead. Yeah, yeah, and then ten days later, it makes me think though, where's where is that fiver in the bag? I wonder if someone's come across it and nicked it. Well, and gone fucking hell and took took the money and just gone. I ain't reporting this. Well, a, a geezer called Bruce Jones discovered her body. Do you know who he is? Bruce Jones. Yeah, sounds like a wrestler. He uh, or an actor, Les Batsby in Coronation Street. Was it Les Bass? Was it? Yeah. He found her, yeah. Found her body. Said it ruined his life. It was a bit of a pisshead, I think. Poor geezer. I mean, if you consider what what Les I read there. Was that the one who's the car mechanic? Or something like that, I'm not it? sure. Uh, I, think I, know the, I think I know the one, but I can't remember what... I don't I'm going to have to look for him now, because I, I don't watch Coronation Street myself, but mm. I'm just trying to think, because there's one who's, who's who works at a car mechanics or something now. Uh, I don't know him. if he's even in the. Fr- in, in I don't still, think he's mate. in it. No, I no, I mean he's, he's a car mechanic in real life. Oh no, yeah, oh right, okay, I mean. yeah, yeah, possibly, mate. So I mean, poor geezer. Apparently, really spun his life off the fucking off the road. It's fucking shocking, isn't it, mate? But the police, mate, it was that gross. The, the coppers thought somebody had dug up a corpse from a grave and right. mutilated it because they could tell that some of the cuts done on her body were done some time after death. So they actually thought that someone's dug a, a body up and, uh, yeah. and just fucking hammered it. You know what I mean? They could tell, yeah. Yeah, man, it's fucking. It's, yeah, that's him. That's yeah, the yeah. fella. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I was thinking because he was in it for a little bit, and then he, he's like, yeah, found a ripper victim. Yeah, mad in it. Some of Jean Jordan's friends reported her missing because she was gone for such a long time before they found. And they actually, um, when when she was horrifically found, that mangled body, yeah. they brought photographs in and said, "Is this her? Is this the body that you found?" They were like, "Can't fucking tell, mate. She's unrecognisable. Yeah, no. yeah, she's completely yeah, heads hammered flat. You know what I mean? It's horrific, man." Sutcliffe said that he treated her differently because he wanted to try and throw the cops off the scent by the because the, the mutilation was so sort of violent compared to his other ones. He may they may not connect that particular victim to him. He he said he tried to cut off her head and throw it away so he could hide his trademark hammer strikes. 
because he couldn't find that five-pound note. He's like, fuck it. If I cut a head off and fuck it in the bin, there, there's no hammer evidence. Did Les Bat- Battersby have the fiver then? I still <laughs> want to get over this fiver. Well, um, yeah, man. Police investigated the scene. They couldn't find a single fucking thing. They searched everywhere. Not they even didn't the know. They didn't know that this was available. Not even the fiver. No, they didn't know that it existed. They were just searching. <laughs> but on October the fifteenth, a random geezer's just bowling around on that. He finds a ham- finds a handbag, and he's like, "What's this?" As I look inside, finds a five pound note in it. Yeah, finds p- possibly an ID or something like that as well of who it might be. Well, what he did is he handed the, the bag in because he knew that a body had been found, you know, just, you know, 100 yeah. fucking feet away. So the police get the £5 note. They contact the Bank of England who tell them that the note, this obviously from the serial number, the note was given in a batch to the Shipley and Bingley branches of the Midlands Bank. And then this batch was then distributed to 8,000 local businesses for pay packets. And, and then it would go to another, they reckoned, another 5,000 individual people for pay. So they were like, fuck. Yeah. Okay, <coughs> shit, we've got a bit of work to do. So the reasoning was that this murder was in Manchester, miles away from Bradford, and it's unlikely that a note that originated in the heart of Ripper country ended up in a dead hooker's handbag in Manchester by chance. Yeah. If you can find who had the note, you've probably got the fucking Ripper. Yeah, yeah. So they had to track down and interview all 5,000 men in the, in the local Bradford area that got this note from one of them two brank. And uh, you know, I mean, it's hardcore, man. After interviews, they thought they'd found nothing. They didn't realise it at the time, but they did interview Sutcliffe. They did interview right, the okay. Ripper. In fact, mate, before his arrest, they interviewed, they interviewed him nine, fuck, nine times before his arrest. What? He just slipped through the net every single time. Obviously, he was really good at not being shading, like given any traits away, wasn't he? Yeah, he was relaxed. Like, one junior officer called Andy Lapchew, he flagged Sutcliffe as a, a suspect wanting further investigation. He was like, we've got to get, we've got to look at this guy. Mm. I'm not happy with him. He knew Sutcliffe was spotted three times in red light districts, and he also really looked like the fucking photo fits of the Ripper. And uh, Lapchew was told to shut up because he was a junior. Like, you're confusing matters, you're putting more suspects in, then we don't need that. Mm. And he was like, yeah, but... It's him. Look yeah. at it, man. On November the 2nd, 1977, a month after Gene Jordan's murder, the police called round to Sutcliffe's house uh, uh, because of the company that he worked for had one of the fibres that was yeah, given yeah. to him. Um, so they were like trying to... They said that he was really relaxed, really easy. They asked him where he'd been the night of Gene's murder. He says he was in. His wife backed him up. His crazy wife. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, they questioned him about the I second... Forgot, I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah. I think it's convenience, wasn't it? They questioned him about the second date when they knew the body at some point had been mutilated because it was cut after death. So they didn't necessarily know the exact date, but, but they probably just make one of them say, that second date. He said, I was at a house party. I asked my mum and dad. I dropped them home. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was in Bradford that night. I wasn't in Manchester. So, I mean, sounds fucking watertight, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They did know that he had a gap in his teeth and looked like the fucking ripper. Yeah. But were happy and wrote in the file, not connected, wife, alibi. <laughs> Six days later, they interviewed him again at his house about the fiver. They gave the same stories. They even checked his car out, but it's a different colour now, isn't it? Because he it's sold a, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tyres were different. So January the um, 3rd, 1978, which is, I think it's three months after it started, the £5 note investigation ended. It was it, too much time had passed. They couldn't, you know what I mean? That, them notes could be fucking in another Gone. country yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 
They've gone through so many, but it was so frustrating for them because they knew that that fucking note had been in. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's narrowed it down to those areas. Yeah, yeah, and it was in the ripper's <coughs> hand, like one of, I don't know, within three or four people handling that note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had it. It's fucking so frustrating. But while all this was going down, crime in the area was on the fucking increase because the amount of police put onto the investigation. Yeah, so every, get, yeah, everyone's going, oh, I can rob that now because um, they're too busy trying to find this murderer. Yeah, and and it was pissing people off because all the while, more bodies were turning up. So yeah. crime's on the increase and there's fucking bodies coming everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They were like, what's happening? Um, Yvonne Pearson, 21-year-old prostitute, she was murdered by the Ripper on the 21st of January, 78. Her body wasn't found until two months later. That's important. Beginning of March 1978, police started to receive a series of letters claiming to be from the Ripper. Now, the first one reads, Dear Sir, I'm sorry I cannot give you my name for obvious reasons. I am the Ripper. I have been dubbed a maniac by the press, but not by you. You call me clever, and I am. You and your mates haven't got a clue. That photo in the paper gave me the fits, and that bit about me killing myself, no chance. He's referring to um, like a quiet period where Sutcliffe didn't kill because his mum was ill. He was looking after his mum. Nice guy, because, you know, she's going to die. Yeah. So that period of time, the police said, because there's been a lull in bodies turning up. He Maybe could he's been, killed himself. Or, or he's been arrested, yeah, yeah, or yeah. he's moved on. Anyway, he goes on, he says, I've got things to do. My purpose is to rid the streets of them sluts. My one regret is that young girl, MacDonald. I did not know, because I changed my routine that night. Up to eight by now, but you say seven. Remember Preston's 75. You were right. I travel a bit. You'll probably look for me in Sunderland because the post was sent, the letter was sent yeah, to Sunderland. Yeah. But don't bother. I'm not daft. I just posted the letter there on one of my trips. Not a bad place compared with Chapeltown or Manningham uh, and other places. Warn whores to keep off the streets because I feel it coming on again. Sorry about the young lassie. Yours respectfully, Jack the Ripper. P.S. Might write again later. Not sure. Last one really deserved it. Halls are getting younger each time. Old slut next time, I hope. Huddersfield, never again. Too small, too close. Last one, close call. They got another two letters. Was that actually from him, was it all? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was right, from yeah, yeah. yeah. They got another two letters. I wasn't too sure it would be one of these people pretending to be him, if you know what I mean, but yeah. So that definitely was him who wrote that one. Well, we'll see. Um, March the 13th, 1978... And a year later, uh, March the third, March the twenty third, nineteen seventy nine, another two letters came in. They also received a uh, a tape with an audio message in um, uh, June the seventeenth, nineteen seventy nine. Now the letters were postmarked Sunderland, which is important. So police focused their all their attention and all their resources there. They took the focus off Bradford, thinking they were closing in. So all manpower went from fucking Bradford. All the way over there, you know what I mean? And it's, and some officers were pointing out at the time, they were saying, look, man, Bradford is at the centre of the majority of these attacks. So he's going to be there, yeah. And the more serial... There, well, that's yeah. it, they reckon that... They're, they're, they say that the more a serial killer kills, the closer to his home the murders happen, and the houses tend to be in kind of like the middle of, of where all the fucking bodies are found. Uh, and they were saying, man, coppers are saying, he lives in Bradford, um, but, you know, this Sunderland connection, this, isn't, this doesn't fit the pattern, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the police took the letters to be completely legit because in the second letter, the Ripper stated the next victim would be an old slut, maybe in Liverpool or Manchester. So that's important. Yeah. And this actually happened. Um, the next victim was Vera Millward. Now, she was 40 years old, older than the others, and she was killed in Manchester 
You know what I mean? Mm. Bit weird. Yeah. He also referred to, in the second letter, a hospital appointment that Vera had had. This is what the Ripper said. Um, now, the police thought this information was completely unknown to everybody. They thought that this was out of the... You know, this is only something the Ripper could know. Yeah. Um, thinking, nobody knows she's been in hospital, and she had been. Yeah. This has got to be the fucking Ripper. But the newspaper reports after Millward's murder... Like when the body was found, they clearly say that she'd been found in the Manchester Royal Infirmary car park. It was in the fucking press. Right, okay. It was in the press, fucking hospital. Uh, but they took this as confirmation of legitimacy, and because it can contain information only the Ripper could know in their eyes. And like you know, when he when he said I'm um, referring to Preston seventy five, yeah, yeah, about the amount of victims. In the first letter, um, he was he was talking about jo- Joanne ha- Joan Harrison. Um, she was suspected of being a Ripper murderer and confirmed in 2011 that it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. So that there is something that's not correct. They also tested the saliva on the envelopes and it was the same blood group as the spunk found on the Ripper's first victim, right. Wilma McCann, furthering their belief that this was genuine. Yeah. Um, and you, m- you know, I said uh, Yvonne Preston was murdered in January 78. Remember that, I said. Her body was found two months after her death. I think he ch- he'd hit her in a sofa and shoved horsehair from a fucking sofa to muffle her screams, kept her alive for an hour. But yeah, she, he put her in, in some sofas mm. and she was found 26th of March, 78. Two weeks after the second letter had been posted. So they're thinking, if Yvonne Pearson is a ripper, victim why didn't he mention her murder in that letter surely he would have bragged about it yeah yeah you know what i mean uh, he didn't mention it because whoever wrote the fucking letter didn't know that she'd been murdered at the time so it's com- complete hoax but yeah, he yeah. got lucky as in the blood type was luckily the right blood type um the assumption of the next murder was um uh, kind of a guess and it happened um, and well, like you say, because that murder wasn't mentioned, then they that kind of threw him off it a bit. They went, might have just been a lucky stab in the dark by some copycat sort of yeah. wanting wanting to be caught for something they haven't done. Well, do you know I watched a program on that the other day about people murderers, right? And uh, um, like like serial killers or known murderers, not known murderers, but murderers which are going round. Like you say, the Ripper at the time didn't catch him, but people. Admitting to the murders and trying to get the like the limelight and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it happens, man. It? It's weird. weird. Yeah. So the letter they um obviously these letters coming through, we're sending them off on fucking mad tangents, and then they got a tape as well. Do you want me to play the? Should I play yeah, the? yeah, yeah. Let's play the tape. Let's listen to it, man. I see you are still having no luck catching me. I have the greatest respect for you, George. Good Lord, you are no near catching me now. Than four years ago when I started. I reckon your boys are letting you down, George. They can't be much good, can they? The only time they came near catching me was a few months back in Chapel Town, when I was disturbed. I warned you in March that I'd strike again. Sorry it wasn't Bradford. I'm not quite sure when I'll strike again. But it will be definitely sometime this year. I'm not sure where. Maybe Manchester. I like it there. There's plenty of them knocking about. They never learn, do they, George? I bet you've warned them, but they never listen. Well, it's been nice chat to you, George. Yours, Chuck the Ripper. So, yeah, man, they got that. Um, I mean, you can hear, clearly, he's addressing the police in a 
in a Sunderland accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nowhere near Bradford. No, no. Nowhere near. So voice experts, because they got this le- this uh, tape, the voice spe- experts located the town, which is amazing. The small town where that... From the ac- accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it came from uh, Wearside. Now, the police flooded the fucking town. 60,000 interviews were conducted. 16,000 vehicles were checked. They checked 11,000 companies. They questioned 7,000 people. They looked at handwriting, thousands of handwriting se- specimens to try and tally it up with the letter they'd fucking 5,000 telephone calls came in all fucking like the dial the ripper hotline was set up for people to listen to the tape yeah yeah so people were getting oh that's Gary from down the road or whatever yeah yeah they were getting stuck on this um, accent you see and people were fixated on it because it was a Sunderland accent radio played the message constantly this went on for well over a year flush the ripper campaign was set up 600 billboards put up in the north of the country and others around letters were being reproduced in the press everywhere so people could look at the handwriting the suspect list that was 241 dudes after that five pound note inquiry but thanks to the letter and tape it fucking ballooned Right up to over 17,000 individuals. So you come back up again. It's a clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah. Turns out it was a complete hoax. All of it. The whole lot. The letter and the the, uh, voice recording. Yeah, everything. Uh, It was a fucking moron called John Humble. Uh, he, he, for some reason, I don't know why he did it, but his stupidity caused the entire Ripper investigation to be moved from West Yorkshire, which was the real home of the Ripper, and potentially helped prolong... Um, the Ripper's attacks, or at least hinder Sutcliffe's arrest by mm. two years. And they actually got him, um, John Humble, who was arrested on the 20th of October 2005, fucking years and years later, sentenced to eight years in prison. So he's out now then? Yeah, but he's responsible, man. He's a dickhead. What a cock wobbler. Yeah. People died because of that fucking wasted time. Yeah. What is he doing? What is he doing? It's mad, isn't it? He should get a life sentence for that. Yeah, you're culpable. That's what I'd do. I'd, I'd go for help aiding the the um, Ripper. I'd give him a life sentence for that. I'd go, you aided on, uh, say, five murders, which might have happened after that. So, uh, well done. You're getting a life sentence. That's well, it. Well, they actually think that um, Sutcliffe was reading the letters and listening to the tape, which is, pr- I mean, it's guaranteed if it's out in the public yeah, of course domain. He'll be laughing at it, won't he? Because he'll be going, I didn't do this. And they reckon that he might have killed Vera Millwood in Manchester deliberately... To add ah. legitimacy to yeah, the yeah. hoax. Yeah, ma- probably. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, probably. Fucking hell. It's did, just did, did he say he done it deliberately? He never said, but no. they reckon that... Because, I mean, I mean, it's a chance that it could have happened, mm-hmm. but fuck me. It's right on the nail, isn't it? Yeah. An old woman in Manchester. So now the whole investigation goes Outside to Southern the because they fucking yeah. think it's... Yeah. Anyway, he was flagged up again um, after this was proven to be a hoax by Andy Lapchu, that, that cop we said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reported his concern to senior officers, but they disregarded him because he didn't have a Geordie accent. Okay. They were like, fucking, nah, man, the bloke in the tape did. Forget it. You know, all the while, Sutcliffe's battering women to death. Uh, he, mate, he said he felt invincible, and he would even stalk women from phone boxes opposite police stations. Just it, he said he, he felt like he couldn't be seen because he could just... Get away with it, yeah. yeah. Proper fucking piss taker. Uh, Marguerite Walls strangled to death uh, August 1980. Initially, she wasn't included as a ripper victim because she was strangled. Yeah. 5th of November 1980, 16-year-old, again, another young girl, Teresa Skye, she was attacked. Her boyfriend actually heard her screaming from inside the house. He looked through the window and saw Sutcliffe go, bosh, and smack him in the, in the dome with a, with a fucking ball-peen hammer. He gave chase. 
And he's like, fuck this. Knows, he knows what's going on at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, Sutcliffe gets away. Uh, she survived, but she's obviously suffered health. <laughs> As you would do. Well, yeah, yeah. Getting twatted in the head with a hammer, yeah. Shockingly, the police didn't link her attack to the Ripper. What? I know. They just didn't want... There was just too much information coming their way. They were like, that can't be another... Just fucking put it off, man. We've got enough. We don't need to add another victim. Mm. We can fucking work on these ones. You know, but we can't cover all of the murders. It's just... There's fucking too many. Um, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll move forward to his apprehension now. A um, couple of times he was arrested. He was arrested on the 26th of June, 1980, for drink driving. Now, he was taken to the police station, and he had his records checked. Now, the police found that he'd been interviewed because of the Ripper-like mm-hmm. uh, investigation, but had been eliminated, so they let him go. They didn't check him that hard, because they know he got arrested with a fucking hammer in a yeah, red yeah. light. Yeah, 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 sure. They, they, what about the bit when he was lurking in the bush with a hammer? Yeah, do you know what I mean? And that he had been in prison, well, not in prison, but been questioned and let go yeah. for twatting some lady over the head with a brick in a sock. Yeah, and Why he looks like the Ripper. Yeah. He's a lorry driver. Yeah. Fuck it, it's, you, know, you know, he just slipped through the net. Uh, Jacqueline Hill, she became Sutcliffe's 13th and final victim. Uh, she was hammered to death on the 20th of November, 1980. Unlucky for some, 13. Yeah, yeah, for her especially. Stabbed her again with screwdrivers after smashing her skull in. He even stabbed her in the eyes, mate. Said he didn't like her looking up. Said, like, as he was clobbering her, her eyes were, like, looking up. And he thought, fuck that. I know what I'll do. I'll stick a screwdriver in him. Again, police are reluctant to call Jacqueline uh, murder, her, d- her death of a ripper victim. They just... They didn't want more, you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't want to fr- frighten everyone, do they? That's the problem. Probably. When they did, though, you're right, though, because paranoia spreads everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And people are like... He's everywhere. Bombarding mm. them with more letters, more fucking stuff to be swallowed under at the office. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was overwhelming. Five days after her murder, her fi- the final murder, which is the 25th of November, 1980, our man, Big Trev, Trev Birdsall, he crops up again. He writes to the police when they put a £50,000 bounty on his head. Fucking you dirty bastard, Trevor. I thought you were all right. I thought you were thick, actually, to be fair. And then, and then, as soon as that props up, you, you knew all along, mate. Uh, Bet s- you've been talking to him about him as well. Well, he said, uh, he wrote to him, said, I've got reason to believe I know the Ripper. He tells him, like, the rock in the sock around the head. Uh, he also says that um, Suckliffe fits your description. He's really into hookers. He lives in Bradford. He fucking looks exactly like him. He even tells, like, he's, he was around the areas, these locations, mm-hmm. when, when people were killed. So this is fucking looking. He said, all you got to do is check what I'm telling you and I'm sure you'll get something. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. They lost a letter. <laughs> Doing well. Well, they were getting thousands he's each invincible. week. He's invincible, wasn't he? We're only, we're only adding importance to that letter because we know that that's it's... Big Trev knows because he was with him, yeah. But, but the coppers, that's just one of thousands. Yeah, yeah. You know they what I mean? Don't, they don't know Trev knew, not actually knew him. Well, shit was escalating at this point, like proper. Uh, Suckliffe loved it. Uh, even... Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, she said that the police were just fucking embarrassing because they couldn't get him. She was going to come up to up to um, Leeds and fucking take over the investigation herself. <laughs> but she didn't need to do that because... She wouldn't have got him. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she reckoned that it, they didn't care about women, the police. That's right. why. She's a bit fucking extreme. Can't love. Look how many interviews they've done. Yeah. Fucking millions. Loads. There's what? 30, 40, 50,000 fucking interviews. Yeah, yeah. On, on Friday, the 2nd of January, 1981, so just after New Year, yeah. Suckliffe picked up 24 year old uh, Olivia Rivers. And they drove to a secluded spot on Melbourne Avenue and they actually tried to fuck for about 10 minutes, but he couldn't get the old, uh, the old pecker to work, which probably saved her life. Yeah. Um, 
time reasons. Um, because they were trying to fuck the car, whilst they were doing it, the car, the inside of the car was lit up by headlights, mm-hmm. and it was a police car. And he was like, shit, 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 shit. Um, just leave the talking to me. I'll sort this out. Don't worry about it. And so they, they parked the car up. They probably think it's just a geezer fucking a hooker. Yeah, yeah. they got no idea. So they walk over to him, uh, and he told them that the prostitute, because he's still in the car. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, that's my girlfriend. And they were like, oh, is it? What's her name? And he was like, uh, oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know her name because I haven't known her that long. <laughs> Uh, good one yeah cop was like fuck off mate yeah yeah they took her out of the car put into the police car and then they started to check his number plates and they find out that they're stolen and that they're also held on with sticky tape he's fucking duct taped them on whilst doing more checks because Sutcliffe knows the deal at this point he's like I could just be cool I'll get out of here he he asked the police if he says because he's been totally cool and relaxed he says look can I just do you mind if I just go and take I'm busting for a piss can I go and have one in the bushes and the coppers were like, yeah, go on, mate, off you go. So he gets out, unattended, wanders. What? Yeah, well, they don't know, man. He wanders up around the corner, uh, pretends to have a piss, takes the hammer out of his pocket and the knife and just puts them in the bushes, then walks back to the car and gets in. They're not happy because he's got stolen plates on. So they take him to <laughs> Dewsbury Police Station for further questioning on this vehicle, yeah, yeah. like discrepancy. When he's in the car, sitting in the back, he's like, they've let the prostitute go. Mm. He's like, God, fucking, I've got another knife in my pocket. Shit. So when he gets to the police station, he immediately has to go for another piss. And they're like, yeah, yeah, go. there's a lot of pissing going on in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Everyone, everyone wants to piss around Pete. So <laughs> yeah, they're pissing themselves is fear. Yeah. So he said, look, I'm really need a piss. Can I have another one? They were like, yeah, go on then. Unattended, he goes in, lifts up the cistern, puts the knife on top of the fucking water reservoir behind the uh, toilet. In the police station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they begin interviewing him. And they don't know what the fuck's going on. They're talking to him about the stolen place. And one of the coppers notices that, hang on, he fucking... He fits the description. Because I'm sure if you're bringing somebody in from a prostitute, like maybe you've, you find somebody getting a blowy or whatever, whoever comes to the station is going to be cross-referenced with the yeah. Ripper yeah, at this yeah. point. Cause, yeah, because that's what it's all linked to, prostitutes, isn't it? Yeah. They had failings before where they didn't do that, but mm-hmm. at this point, Margaret Fratcher's saying she wants to get involved. They're doing yeah, yeah. everything they can. So one of them's like, he fucking looks like him. I'm sure he does. He's feeling a bit uneasy about the situation. And then he remembered, ah, when we... When we arrest, when we pulled him over, when they were arrested, we let him go and have a piss. I'm going to go back and check. So the copper heads back over to the scene. Mm-hmm. His car's still there, and he's having a look around in the bushes, and uh, he finds a fucking hammer and a knife just sitting there, and he's like, "Fuck!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit! Don't release him. Radio's yeah. ahead. Uh, then over a couple of days, the copper's starting to apply pressure because they know they've got a fucking hammer and yeah, a knife. Yeah, yeah, and it's clearly from him. Yeah. Um, so they start to apply pressure gently not to destroy the potential, you know, breakthrough that they've got. And eventually he fucking, he cracks and he confesses. He's like, I think I know what you're getting at. You found the hammer and knife, haven't you? And they're like, yeah, yeah. But during, they actually strip searched him as well. Uh, and doing that, they found that his jacket, this big long jacket that he had, he had holes cut into it so he could quickly access hammers and knives that he'd concealed within the lining. He was also carrying a rope. He couldn't get that out of his, his jacket. Couldn't hide that. <laughs> So he had a fucking he had two knives, a hammer, and a rope on him when he got arrested. Did they know when he came back from a piss? Did, 
he must he must have looked like a fucking the Michelin man. Yeah. With the amount of stuff he had yeah. in his jacket. And then yeah, he comes yeah. out, oh, I'm okay now. So when they're, they're looking at all these holes in the jacket, they're pulling out a, 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 a rope. A rope. And What's that for? They found the, the knife, whatever. They've already found the hammer in the bushes and the other knife. They find the knife in the toilet like a few days later when he confesses. But they're like, okay, mate, we're going to take all your clothes off. So he completely strip searched and they found that he was wearing, like, I think we briefly mentioned it in the first part, he was wearing a, v, a homemade sort of V-neck sweater up at... Uh, Instead of like underpants, uh, his legs were down the arms of where the you know of, of the sweater, yeah. and the V bit was exposing his his cock and balls. So it's like a murder thing. So he can fucking wank and easily get access. He can drop his kegs, yeah. and his fucking and his cock and balls are there. But it doesn't look like he's naked because he's still got stuff over his legs. Yeah, it's easy access, man. You know what I mean? Fucking crazy. Imagine that. You look at him going, Jesus fucking Christ. We've got him. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be you. It's, it's, yeah, it's got to be. He was caught by sheer chance, man. Just good luck. Mm. None of that fucking colossal. Unbelievable, isn't I it? I know. It's mad, isn't it? And then, yeah. So he's, so he got, obviously he's been caught. Um, what was, um, what, does it say anything about how he reacted when he got caught? Calm. He was, um, the only thing he wanted to do was tell his wife first. He said, before, she, let me tell her. And they were like, okay. I mean, and she like brought some Christmas cake in or something for him or cake or something like let him have this and a cup of coffee and that she like treated well we've got him now it's over yeah um, but yeah he, he told her first and she was like oh for Pete's sake Peter why are you doing why did you do that she actually asked him if he fucked him and he went only one of them <laughs> she was with him until like the 1990s still really yeah what so that was the biggest manhunt in the U- in UK history six million in. 1970s, 1980s pounds, you know what I mean? That's crazy. At the trial, there was 1,500 people outside when they were bringing him in, screaming, trying to get in. They were like, trying to, one of them hung, man. He was shitting himself, apparently, in the in the police uh, wagons, like a little fucking mummy's boy, because mm. he realised there was no protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during the trial, they put on the weapons used, seven bullpen hammers, one claw hammer, one hacksaw, Three carving knives, one long, thin, pointed kitchen knife, a wooden handled cobbler's knife, whatever the fuck one of them is, isn't Sam Fun? Eight screwdrivers and a length of rope. What? That's a proper kill kit. Yeah. They charge him for Sounds thir- like a Christmas song, that does. <laughs> what? Twelve oh. sharp knives. On the tenth day of so Eleven Cliff, hammers. For me. Seven bullpen hammers. <laughs> Six sharpie knives. Four, <laughs> five, something, something. And a length of long <laughs> rope. <laughs> yeah, they charge him for 13 accounts of murder. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. Fucking killed him. And seven attempted murders for, for these like, vicious attacks. Uh, he tried to plead not guilty on the grounds of dis- diminished responsibility, complaining that, uh, said that God told him to do it, and voices coming out from the graves when he was working on the graves. Uh, four psychologists um, diagnosed him, and they said that he's got uh, paranoid schizophrenia. But the judge, um, Mr. Borum, he was like, fuck off. You're basing that diagnosis on what he's telling you. He's a dangerous, lying, psychopathic fucking murderer. I'm treating him as a fucking man. Uh, Sent him to prison for the rest of his life. He will never get out. Uh, He's been... He began his sentence at HMP Parkhurst, which was a, a normal prison. They didn't send him... Because he was trying to go paranoid schizophrenia because everyone wanted to fucking kill him. He was trying to get into... 
a more safe, secure prison. So they threw him into the fucking roughest one that could, 1981. Uh, in On January the 10th, 1983, he got attacked by James Costello, who was a violent criminal, stabbed him in the face after breaking a, uh, a coffee pot. He went, fucking have that. 30 stitches on his face. Uh, after that, he was moved to Broadmoor Mental Hospital, where he chilled with Savile, mm. where Savile had his own keys and would let him in and meet, like, take celebrities with him and introduce them to the fucking Ripper. What? Legit. It's crazy that is, isn't it? I know. That that happened. Imagine him now then. Would you like to see... Um, Frank Bruno. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking world champion. Did well, Frank Bruno go, did he? Have you not? I'll put that on the episode thing. There's a picture why of, he, of Frank he? Bruno shaking uh, uh, Sutcliffe's hand whilst Jimmy Savile's there with a cigar smiling going, nah. Bruno what, said I didn't what's know. What's wrong with you, Bruno? He said he didn't know he was the Ripper. Bull fucking shit. He's yeah. got trepidation in his eyes and Sutcliffe is going, nah, wearing a fucking killer shell suit, by the way, Sutcliffe is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, a dude tried to strangle him in Broadmoor, 1996, with a set of headphone skills, just wrapped, and ra- uh, wrapped around his head and just fucking tried to get him. Uh, on the 10th of March, 1997, in Broadmoor, so this is the safe place, Ian K tried to kill him with a pen. Why not? <laughs> fucking, that's the best weapon to use. Stabbed him in his eyes, he lost vision in his left eye, and his right eye was badly damaged. I'm just going through this so you know that this horrible cunt didn't just fucking get, sit there happily. Yeah, yeah which tends to some, be yeah, the yeah. case. He diagnosed as a diabetic in 2003 and December 2007, he's attacked again by a dude with a, a metal knife, like one of the cutting knives from the canteen. Uh, and he was shouting, you fucking raping, murdering bastard, I'll blind your other one. And he was fucking trying to stab him in his right eye. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Good. Uh, 2009 February he was moved to Broadmoor uh, uh, from Broadmoor sorry to uh, Frankland it's a hardcore prison that is there was like a Franklin H&P Franklin yeah a um, inmate was a child killer was murdered and disemboweled in their cell in there nice so they fucking put him there to make him stew fucking good Uh, still there now and he's also had words with uh, double child killer Ian Huntley Oh, is he? Yeah, they've come to blows. Um, he called him a child-killing bastard. It's like, what? Have you got some weird fucking lines set up yeah. in your fucking... I don't know what, what would win in top trumps, Peter Sutcliffe or uh, uh, Huntley, but you'd have to say Peter Sutcliffe by quite a lot, wouldn't you? Volume. Yeah, yeah volume, and he did kill two 16 Vol- Volume of work. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a back no, catalogue. I mean, if you go, all you go... Bang, down on the table. Oh, got Ian Huntley. I'm going to win this one. And then he, go, then he goes, nah, I got you a top trump. We might do, we might have a, a look at that, the um, the Sower murders, Ian Huntley and when he did I think, it. Yeah, I think that'd be a good January. Um, I'll have to speak to uh, to Billy No, mates. He, I think he might have. He, he knows a bit. Does he? I haven't heard from Billy No, mates. Met what, him. Mind you, he met him. Met him. Cool. So, <coughs> well, yeah, not we'll cool, but you're not me. I wouldn't have mind seeing Sutcliffe and Huntley go at it. It'd be like a celebrity serial killer death Why match. don't they do that? Well, let them do it, yeah, man. They have to do it. It's part of the rules. You get life sentence. Madison right? Square Garden. Every, every two, every year, you know, like boxers get time to recover. They have to <laughs> do a, they have to do a, um, a murder off with um, another murderer and just... And then you, you lower in the prison bit. They're going to get injured as well. Yeah. They're probably going to die by the next one. Earn your prison cell. Yeah. Fight to their death. Earn your prison <laughs> cell. It's getting outrageous now. But the thing is, mate, it made me think, because it's, it's frightening, because prison doesn't bother some people. No, no. They are quite happy. If you said, I'm going to lock you up, you'd be like, no way, man. I don't want to be locked up. Some people are like, I don't care. Lock me up. Yeah. Keep me in one room. Give me three meals a day. I don't care. And they're the ones that frighten me, because... They'll do anything. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they'll they'll do anything. There's no punishment. You know what I mean? Cost ten million to keep the Ripper in prison. 
since his arrest, plus whatever the six million ish. It's cost cost the taxpayer twenty million quid at least. Yeah, a fucking least. Yeah, I guarantee that's that's smallest minimum. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it is madness. I mean, I know it's different times now, and these people get usually clocked onto quite quickly, but still, you know, there'll still be people out there, probably in this country, who are doing probably done more. Yeah, than him. Yeah. And getting away with it, as in nothing's propping up on the news because it looks not as suspicious. Maybe, maybe they're just a bit more clever, and they do. Except for like most serial killers, who stick with one way of murdering. Mm. Maybe they do different types. Maybe someone's poisoning someone, and then someone shot someone, then someone's I don't know made them look like they're falling off a cliff. Well, it happens regularly, you know I mean? mate. I mean, there was not what four mile from here. They were digging up someone's back garden because yeah, there was yeah. a fucking body. They thought there was a body in there. Someone yeah. that's been missing. For thirty years, yeah, it was that um, lady from London, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> scary. Yeah. The thing is, how many murderers do you think you've walked past in the street free? Oh, uh, yeah, you've definitely walked past someone. Yeah, guaranteed. Do you reckon you've ever met? Not, not like army man. I mean, gem- like just a civ- civilian murderer. That's just clobbered someone yeah, to yeah. death with a hammer. I know, it's scary, isn't it? Mm. So that's a cliff. We could have done that. Another two episodes at least. I mean, I didn't even talk about a good 50% of his victims there. Yeah. Probably more. And then all the other suspected attacks that were tried to point. There's, uh, there was something in Sweden, or was it Sweden? I think, or Switzerland, I can't remember, where they suspect that two people were victims because he used to drive. I think that's been um, proven to be not connected to the Ripper, but it just goes to show they're still they're looking in fucking Europe and shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah. So that's nice. that. Um, the outro song is uh, by a band called Manic Street Preachers, and it's called Archives of Pain. Uh, if you don't understand what they're saying, just read the lyrics online. Yeah, and so. you'll see what they're on about. Yeah, man. Yeah. So if you want to contact us, Robots Rise, Google, it'll pop up with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all that. Um, Robots Rise at gmail.com, I'm going to say. <laughs> But I don't know, it could be .co.uk, so just send the same one. Copy-paste it and just send it to a both, just in case. Yep. Um, yeah. Next week, we'll have the dude files on, Andy and dude. Alex, and uh, we'll have a, a good old end-of-year drinky sesh. And, um, yeah, man, we'll yeah. see you next week. Late hours. I wonder who you think you are. You damn well think you are God or something. God give life, God take it away, not you. I think you are the devil itself.